This episode is brought to you by Metal Central. Metal Central, located in Jasper, is your source for metal roofing that lasts a lifetime. Metal Central also offers metal building packages, custom trim, doors, and more to complete any job. Call Metal Central for a quote today, 205-385-7575. That's 205-385-7575. Everybody and welcome to another bonus episode of the Game Managers Podcast, where we talk Alabama and Auburn and SEC football every week. My name is Nick Norris. I'm a sports writer for a number of websites and publications, and with me, as always, are my great friends, Auburn fan Justin Knight. How's it going, guys? And Alabama fan Aaron Patterson. Hello. Uh, just right off the top, I'm uh, I'm still a little sick, so if, if I sound bad, that's that's why we didn't have an episode last Sunday because. I was a little under the weather. Yeah, you sound like doo-doo. <laughs> well, if anything, you jinxed us, because at the end of the episode before, I was like, no, no, we'll definitely do an episode next week. I'll get back from the mountains <laughs> Yeah, that time. didn't happen. Yeah. No, we were still planning to. Yeah, even, even when I was sick, I was planning to, and then Justin was like, no, we're not we're not doing this. I mean, I convinced, because we got this episode, and then another episode this weekend, so rest the voice. Yeah. We're good. People people don't want to listen to us anyways. No, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's, that's very fair. All right, well, this is going to be a little heavy for a bonus episode um, because we're going to have uh, – we're going to break down Alabama LSU with former Alabama receiver Tyrone Prothrow, and uh, we're also going to talk about a little bit about Auburn, Ole Miss, and a lot about the college football playoffs. So uh, a little bit longer, but that's okay. And we're just going to hop right into it with some news. Guys, how, how do you think Willie Taggart's doing this morning? Uh, he ain't getting a job anywhere else. <laughs> Did you know his buyout was seventeen million? Yeah. Can you believe? I, I don't. I don't think he's too worried. No. Oh no, he's worried. not worried. Maybe I mean, a little, little down in the in the dumps after such a terrible, awful, uh, awful uh, last horrendous. Couple of years. But he's he's doing he's doing pretty all right. Do you blame him for that though, or is that just the state of Florida State at that point? That's a great question because I really don't know. That's one of those things I think you have to be involved because it was such on – I mean, it wasn't – never mind. It wasn't that great when Jimbo left, but it wasn't that bad. Like, they had just won a national championship not too long ago. Yeah. I think it's I a little mean, bit of both. Yeah, it, so yeah, too. that's what I'm going to go with It's a little bit of both. But, uh, I mean, it had to have been more on him because you would think that the uh, people making the decisions would realize and would have gave him more time if they realized that it was as bad as what it looks to be. So I guess most of it was his fault. Well, where do you think Florida State goes from there? What is What has to be on the resume for them to, uh, to hire someone? What are they looking I was, for? I was thinking Urban Meyer. But, well, mean, he's not going to do it. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think. Well, and Florida State either. said they wouldn't either, so, I mean, you know. Yeah, they said uh, even if Willie Taggart gets hit by a bus, uh, we're not hiring him. Well, he pretty bus, much got hit bus by a came bus. to town. <laughs> bus stopped for no one. And, uh, maybe maybe a little urban on though. Uh, I, I don't, don't think really, he'd take it. No, he would. I don't really know where they're gonna go. I I've think seen a lot of people talk about uh, Bob Stoops, and I think that would be a pretty good. I had well, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops because he's built. He knows how to build a program. That's what he's yeah. done. So. 
Well, he was the hot name for about 24 hours, and then he came out and said, "Yeah, look, I'm not. A, I'm not a candidate. This is all." He's not. He's not going to coach again. I don't think he's coaching anywhere again. I think he enjoys what he's got right now, and I don't see him taking any jobs anytime soon. I mean, how much can you really enjoy it, though? Oh, he enjoys hey, it. Come coaching on, coaching at Kentucky. You got it, like. Well, that's you got that Stoops. one ten ten win season. In yeah, yeah. Room. Wait, wait. You're you got the wrong Stoops. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Mark is at Kentucky. Is that not who I said? No. I'm sorry. No, we were talking about Bob. Yeah, we're talking well, about. Yeah, Bob ain't going to do anything ever again. That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's who. That's who they thought they were gonna. That's what the rumors were. They were gonna hire him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I Golly, you had me confused for a second. The, yeah, everybody thought it was Bob Stoops, but I don't think he he will do anything. I think they should target Mark instead. If it was, that's what I'm saying. Well, he's the he's about the the next hottest name on that list right now. But if you're Mark Stoops, do you leave leave your comfortable seat at Kentucky to go? Oh, they love Mark Kentucky. Fired that, I mean, that just depends on how how ambitious he really is, because he know he's he knows he's not going to win a national championship at Kentucky, but. Yeah. Florida State has that because you have to get through one team right now, and that's Clemson. So, well, he's a college football coach, so he's probably pretty ambitious, and that's not what I'm not many coaches at that yeah, level that's, that's look what at I that job and think they can't win there. Yeah. When I thought he was, when I thought Justin was talking about Mark, that's that's what I was getting at is why wouldn't he leave? Is because if he's still under that amount of stress and you know still coaching somewhere, then there's no point to not be coaching somewhere you can build up and win a national championship. I think that a, a interesting name for the job is Mike Norvell at Memphis. I, would, I, I could see him wanting to take a, a bigger that's step a, into a... That's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to look pretty long and hard at uh, Minnesota's coach, but they wrote him a contract quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sure did. Seven His years, name came they up got in gust. one person's mouth, and they wrote him like a $35 million check for the next seven years or something like that. Yeah, literally like a Gus Malzahn. Yeah, kind of deal. Like, oh, Arkansas, don't take them. We love them that much. Yeah, <laughs> good on them. Yeah, uh, really. some, other, some other names for the running is uh, Tony Elliott, uh, Clemson's co-offensive coordinator, and uh, Mark Rick is apparently uh, one of Mark, them. Mark yeah, right. Supposed names. I wouldn't. Gotta... I wouldn't take a chance on Mark. I like him as a person, but I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, hire I still him. think he's a really good coach. He just he can't get past that that hump. He's in well, a rut for sure. And health and health concerns too. You know how much yeah. longer is he gonna be coaching? Right. Well, um, some more news off the top. The college football playoff rankings came out. We're gonna dive into those uh, much later when we talk about what we wish the playoffs were more like. Um, but were y'all a little surprised with the outcome of it? Yes. Oh, very surprised. So, yeah, Ohio State number one, LSU two, Alabama three, Penn State four, to round off the, the top four. Defending national champion uh, Clemson, not a no, sitting there at five, and then Georgia at six. And then uh, Florida at ten, Auburn eleven. It sounded like they just did kind of like an eye test. Oh, this looks like the best team yeah. in the country. And this uh, that doesn't really look like a good team with Clemson. Clemson shouldn't be in the top four is what they were, of course, what they said. With but to me, it just seems like it was an eye test. They weren't really looking at uh, the teams they played because if anybody else in the country would have been, oh, LSU's number one. We've beaten Florida. We've beaten Auburn. We beat Texas. What else do they need to do? 
who's Ohio State beaten? Wisconsin. I mean, they've lost to Illinois now. Yeah. So it's kind of a so, joke. Well, if, I was uh, I was pretty surprised. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, especially after the way Ohio State's played the last week. They definitely, I, I had them at number two. So I understand them being up there, but I don't understand. Uh, how they could possibly be number one right now. Oh, and I man. heard the argument over and over again that their strength of schedule is actually stronger than LSU's. How? At their complete schedule. So oh, their that's complete my, schedule. Yeah, so that's my point, is their strength of schedule, like, overall may be harder, but as of right now, it's not. So there's no point in putting them at number one. because. And heck, well, you keep going. I mean, because it's like they just they, they have nothing to show for it. I mean, they might in three weeks, but then you should put them at number one in three weeks, not right now. Yeah, see, the crazy thing is when they play Penn State, they might have already lost a game to Minnesota because they play Minnesota this weekend. Michigan might yeah. lose a couple more games for all we know with how Michigan's been. So mm-hmm. you can't give me that argument. We'll, we don't even know what's going to happen with those games down the line. Well, speaking of um, LSU being there at number two, feeling a little disrespected, what is more disrespectful than uh, being at number two after having a, a crazy great season so far or than being uh, the ESPN computer saying they have a 71.9% chance of losing that to is, Alabama? That is, very, that is way well, more disrespectful. Yeah, We know those power indexes are never really close. I don't know, I don't know what goes in to factor those percentages. I know being at home probably does, and yeah, I think that's where the majority of that is coming from. But, is that but to be up at home, but to be up that much though over a team that's ranked above you and it's looked stronger at some points, kind of outrageous. And what what do you think a more realistic percentage is? I'm gonna say like I would say probably sixty percent Alabama. I'd give Alabama fifty five. Fifty five. That's really yeah. close. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with about 60 as well. I mean, I think it's going to be really close, and I'm giving Just 50. Because, and that's that's putting a lot on the home home team as well. Like, if it wasn't at home, I, I wouldn't have it 60-40. Yeah. Well, let's uh, – before we get into Alabama LSU a little bit more, let's go over Auburn Ole Miss since we didn't get to last Sunday. Um, Justin, you asked for us kind of not to talk about it, but we're going to anyway. <laughs> I don't really know what to say with what this – I mean, this Ole Miss team has been pretty horrendous and with how they played a lot of their games. I mean, they're going into it three and five. And it reminded me of the Tennessee game last year mm-hmm. because we had, we had lost some games before and we were sluggish. And I was, and I was like, oh, my gosh. If this doesn't uh, tell somebody, maybe we should fire Gus because it's the same thing over. And I hear the same crap from fans. Oh, but we only have two losses. Oh, but we're seven and two. It's the same. We have those <laughs> crappy little, we love mediocre fans, and they love the eight and four. I mean, in any other, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real Can you once do that again. Voice for the rest of the, the, rest of the show. <laughs> I should, but it just it, it 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 pisses me off because I see these fans that love mediocre, and it's like, have you not been watching these games every single year? We finally have a good defense, and the offense blows. It pisses. I mean, Ole Miss defense is gosh awful, and just have to sit through that, and we scored. I mean, now 
I'll give Auburn credit on offense. We had some good moments, both through for over 350 yards, I think. But how do you only score? Our red zone offense has always been one of the worst in the country. We seem we just he doesn't know what to do when we get to the red zone. He's like, oh, flea frick, flea flicker, 20 yard line. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. So how do you score 20 points with 504 total yards? And our kicker. <laughs> Well, let's just. Well, how about our kicker? He blows too. <laughs> well, let's let's slow down for a minute. Let's slow down because we're, we're burning through this. When you get on your rolls, I'm just okay. Pissed. So <laughs> you're right that that Auburn did not play good. They played as down as they possibly could to this opponent to still win. It's deja vu. And this was this was my hot take for the week. Is as soon as I heard like they're coming off a loss, like probably oh, their yeah. biggest loss, and then. Uh, as soon as I hear Joey Gatewood uh, oh, left gosh, yeah. during the week, yeah. I immediately was like, this is going to be Tennessee all over again. Mm-hmm. I guess. Have we, have we got I, to talk I about that? I picked them in the poll. I picked them over. Uh, oh, did you over. really? <laughs> yeah, I picked Ole Miss to win. And uh, I mean, you were close. I was, man. That may have happened uh, since but, but we may have not have got to talk about that last episode because that might have happened after the last episode. Yeah, it did. We haven't talked okay. about Joey Yeah, Gatewood. so yeah, Joey Gatewood back at quarterback left before this game. Uh, yep, but yeah, yes. Ole Miss entered yeah. a 19-point a underdog. So Auburn was supposed to win by 19 on this one. Uh, ended up being <laughs> a whole lot closer. Um, six points. They won by six or seven? Was it was, uh, I think it was 20 six. to 14. Yeah. yeah, so they won by six. Yeah. six. And um, yeah, and, but... Uh, so before we get into the bad again, let's just say they hey they listened they listened to us Justin. There was some short passes, there was some checkdowns, we got some slants. That's what I'm, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. That's like even we actually worse. threw. Uh, they that's actually what, get checkdowns and then they almost lose. <laughs> yeah, miss. we actually throw the ball well and we still can't score the ball because he doesn't know what he's doing in the red zone. I mean. He's a nut, man. He does he does the same thing every year, and fans and there's some fans out there who are fine with it. Though. Oh yeah, calling yeah. a timeout with 12 <laughs> seconds on the play clock. <laughs> and it, I well, mean, it's genius. The other good thing I was going to say, besides Bo getting his career uh, high 340 yards and his rushing touchdown, was oh, yeah, uh, no passing D- touchdowns. DJ DJ Williams looked really solid. Oh, he, he's he's going to be. He reminds me of Michael Dyer. He's going to be yeah. really good. I'm excited to have him and Booby back there. That's Especially, the, yeah. That's the one good them, thing going for us. With them both coming back against Georgia, it, at least it looks that way. It looks like uh, yeah. Booby will be back. That'll, but that'll be I tell it. you what, that Georgia game scares me because that defense is so good. And the way our offense has been playing, all Georgia need to, needs to do is score a few points and they're going to beat us easily. That's what scares me. Well, I cut you off before we got to the kicker, but Anderson Carlson. Oh, three field goals. He's nothing like his brother. He's a complete <laughs> opposite. And I, he's only a sophomore, so I don't know. Maybe he'll get better from this. But golly, man, we could have, we wouldn't even be worrying about this game if he didn't miss those three field goals. Yeah. But what's, I mean, I, and I know there are players complaining about the atmosphere, but they weren't booing the players. They're booing Gus because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. And everybody's tired of seeing this crap every year. We're just we're that, ready for something good. I think that uh, watching all those fans pour out of there in the middle of such a close game was a was a pretty telltale sign that that's yeah. I think, I think people something. are done with Gus. Yeah. 
I know there's still supporters and fans of them, but I think that uh, they're becoming a smaller and smaller group by the day. Because, I mean, the amount of hype this team has just about every other every year, it seems, and it's like, oh, man, this is the year. We're supposed to have this good offense. We find, we have a great defense. We have all these He's seniors. a mastermind, dude. Yeah, he's he's a mastermind Offensive of guru. Yeah, and I'll tell you have, who's a mastermind is his agent. <laughs> that yeah, got really. you know, get him that in the college football hall of fame for getting that deal. That's what he should do. He should just leave while he can before things get any worse, and he should just go to Florida State or Arkansas. It'll, it'll cover up a, a lot of his tracks. Just imagine for a couple of years. <laughs> just imagine being that lawyer, that agent. I mean, sorry, and saying. Uh, yeah, I got Gus Malzahn that seven-year contract. So uh, if you want to make money, for forty-nine you million dollars, fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean this a high school coach at best, and he's getting seven million a year. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, um, I just wanted to talk really quickly about Auburn. So uh, any, I'm sorry, any I'm sorry. You want to wrap up? I I love my I love my Auburn Tigers, but I mean it's not uh-huh. fair. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair to go into every episode and say, oh, War Eagle anyways. I still yeah. think we're, you know, I mean, that's not Can fair. Can you start doing that? That would actually make my day. <laughs> At the end of every episode, I want you to go, War Eagle anyways. That'll be Aaron's thing is not just, yours. You'll be isn't that War the most, Eagle anyways. Isn't that the saddest <laughs> thing you've ever heard? It sounds so depressing. <laughs> yes, I look forward to it. Very, very Golly. often. It's great. It's, I, I mean, it. it's every every mom on Facebook. After every loss, I hate it. Anyway, I mean, I'm supposed to be happy after losing. Last thing I checked, you're supposed to hate losing more than you love winning. I hate to lose. <laughs> Sorry, I just oh. had to get some of this off because it's been going on for way too long now. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's uh, let's move I, on from Auburn. Yeah, I love all the Justin Auburn players. Has, I just hate guess. Where Justin has a middle breakdown any, any further than he already has. <laughs> Um, we will. Speaking of Auburn, though, we will be having a um, a bonus episode next week for the Auburn Georgia game. We'll have another special guest for that one, uh, so stay tuned, and we'll announce it on Facebook next week. Uh, we don't like announcing it too early in case something falls through, but yeah. So that'll be out next Thursday, I guess. Yep. We have to record that one a little earlier because I'm having to go to the Jonas Brothers concert. Wednesday oh night. my gosh! Mm-hmm. You might want to cut that out, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I would no, cut okay. that I'll out. Leave it in there. I'll leave it in there. I'll... I would All definitely right. cut that out. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going for my girlfriend. Okay. Okay, uh, there you go. There you go. That's good. I'd still cut it out. myself. Although this this will be my second Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah, I'd okay. definitely cut that yeah, out. So you're, you're, <laughs> you got a, a real nice shovel, and you're digging yourself deeper <laughs> and deeper. You're about to get me to say something I shouldn't be saying on this show, so you better stop while you can. Uh, okay, anyways, next uh, <laughs> next bonus episode will be out next Thursday. Threat, we'll, we'll record it a little earlier, but... <laughs> There'll be a, a special guest for that one as well. But first, let's get into uh, Alabama, LSU. <laughs> so Alabama, eighty-two and seven at home under Saban. LSU has lost the last eight straight to Alabama, and uh, they're entering a six-point-five point underdog to the Crimson Tide. What are your confidence levels in Alabama to get the job done? Aaron, you can go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with about a 60-40 as well. Like like I was saying, I think it would be a 55. I'm giving it just because they're they're at home. If it was in Baton Rouge, I don't think Alabama's winning. 
Now, what is but, your confidence level if Tua does not play? Which, as of right now, it seems very likely that he will. I'd go I'm, 55 I'm saying, for LSU. I'm you, saying I'm still, I'm yeah. still 60-40. I, really? I personally, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think That's a big are, statement. I think people are underestimating uh, um, uh, Mac and... I think if Tua does get out there and he's not completely healthy and he tries to do too much, so, you know, this is going to be a game that's based on, you know, one play could change the game. It's going to be that that kind of game. So if Tua goes out there and he <clears throat> fumbles once, trying to do too much, scrambling, it's just something, anything could happen. Like if he just tries to do something too much one time versus one mistake that – Mac might make because he's inexperienced. I think it'll even itself out, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty even kill on the whole thing. Because I, I think if Mac goes out there, they're gonna run the offense. Um, they're gonna run the offense a completely different, and I'm I'm not as worried about Mac being out there. I mean, look at look at how Bo Nix played against them, and they still lost by three points at, yeah, at he home. Sucked. Yeah, so I'm not. Yeah, I, I mean. It, uh, I but it, I think it's but, more on the offensive coordinator's shoulders than anybody's. But the only reason Auburn was in that game because of that defense, and True, I think the, yeah. I think the Auburn defense is better than the Alabama defense this year. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. Yeah, it is. But let let's say it's still, you know, I, I think Auburn's offense. I mean, I think Alabama's offense is way better than. Auburn's defense is better than Alabama's defense, if that makes sense. I think I'm. I get where you're going. Well, you, on, oh, you're saying Alabama was score plenty on Auburn. The difference in Alabama and Auburn's offense is much greater than the difference. Oh, than yeah, their defenses. yeah, 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 yeah. So sure. I, I totally that, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes up for each other, and I think it'll still be a pretty close game, and it'll still come down to those few key key plays, and I think it doesn't matter where whether. Two is out there or Max out there. I think they should be able to get the job done, and it'll be close. Yeah. What's been irking me about this matchup is how much the defensive ha- have been uh, counted out, especially LSU's defense. It seems like everybody just wants to act like they're Oklahoma's defense, but this this is still a good LSU defense. It's not as great as some that we've seen in the past, mm-hmm. but they're going to put still some pressure good, on the yeah. quarterback. Still four star, five star, you know, recruits on that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to cause some but massive problems for I Alabama's think, offense. I just think that they will be able to hunker down and get through it, but I wouldn't count them out at all to make some big plays. I think the huge thing for LSU is if they have the same start on offense like they did against Auburn, they won't have a chance because I, Alabama will come out firing. So if they come out the same way they did against Auburn, it won't be close because they had a slow start against Auburn. So Burrow's going to have to come out looking sharp on that first drive. And I think if they score on that first drive, it would be a good game. Well, on paper, these two teams, outside of strength of schedule, I mean, they look just about identical. For points per game, LSU, 46.8 points per game. Alabama, 48.6. Points against, 20 for LSU, 15.3 for Alabama. (laughs) I mean, even, even the yards per game, 535 for LSU, 506 for Alabama. Yards against 315 for LSU, 307 for Alabama. So yeah. everything, I mean, it's it's as close as you could possibly get. And I'm not going to keep all 
name all these numbers because it'll you know it'll just get boring. But I mean these these offenses and these defenses are so similar, and it's it's gonna be almost like a uh, it's gonna be like 2011 when these two teams meet, except polar opposite. Instead of being super defensive heavy, it's very yeah. offensive heavy. Mm-hmm. I never thought we'd be saying that. Especially Which, uh, for this game. Especially. That kind of brings me to this question: Is how monumental is this game in comparison to to previous Alabama LSU matchups? Depends on who wins. If LSU wins, then it's you know, it's going to be way bigger. If Alabama wins, it's just ninth in a row. Okay. Yeah. You know, and it's that's that's just the truth to it. If I think Alabama we can wins, all... it's not going to be near as big of a deal. I think we can all agree that. The biggest game was the national championship between these two. Yeah, and uh, then yeah. behind that, I would say was that game earlier that season, twenty eleven, the the nine to six game. That was definitely the best game. So, would you say is this one just right behind that one, or does it maybe uh, compete with that uh, with that nine to six game to be? The... I'd say, I'd say it's bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I, I think it'll only be considered bigger or or not based on how good of a game it actually is because well yeah I mean but currently right now like I mean it's bigger for this season but in the grand scheme of things it's not I mean it's the same has the same influence I think if it's not, just bigger if anything it might be a little it might be less because now we have a college playoff and then we didn't so there's still a greater chance of either one of these teams getting into the uh, playoff and actually being able to compete for a national championship with a loss, whereas in 2011, Which you know, y'all still loss, with a loss. loss is usually a, a, yeah. you're usually out. So. It took a whole lot of madness to, to get Alabama yeah. back in there in 2011. Yeah, so, I for, guess... so for the same part of the season and the same implications, I would say it's actually a little less. Yeah, I, I agree just, I would I would say it's bigger just because of the Heisman hopefuls on both teams. And well, from what I've heard from some of these sports people is that if Alabama loses this game, they won't make the playoff if the same things keep happening for these teams just because of their strength of schedule. Yeah. So I think in that sense it's a big game just because this determines who's going to win out in the West and will make it in the college football playoff. Well, let's uh, let's hear from uh, Tyrone Prothrow, former Alabama receiver. We uh, I got to talk to him a little earlier this week on the phone and uh, get his thoughts about the game and uh, relive some glory days. So we're gonna play that for you real quick. All right, we're here with Tyrone Prothrow, legendary Alabama receiver from 2004 to 2005, best known for the catch and acrobatic reception he made between the head behind the head of a Southern Miss defender that won best play of the 2006 ESPY Awards. Tyrone, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. I, I I bet you are doing pretty good since the uh, your Jasper Vikings just uh, finished undefeated in the regular season, ten and zero. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, guys, our guys have played you know played hard all season. One of our goals was to you know win the region. Another one of our goals was you know once we. To realize that we, you know, we could go undefeated was to, you know, we wanted to have an undefeated regular season. Um, and now we know at, at this point, you know, the records don't matter. You know, it's just week by week. We want to try to, you know, get a game week by week. Yeah. For, well, for what I found online, this is uh, the school's first undefeated season since 1999. So that's that's 20 years right on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big accomplishment. Our guys knew that. 
And, you know, they wanted to, you know, guys want to leave their legacy, uh, especially our seniors, you know, they want to leave their legacy on this team. And, you know, they've been good with leading leading our younger guys. And, like I said, that was one of our goals. And uh, we set out and achieved that goal. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your role with uh, with this team. Uh, right now, you know, I coach, uh, I coach the receivers and the returners. Um, and, you know, really we just just trying to make them, you know, help them to be the best, you know, best receivers they can be, but also, you know, just trying to, you know, teach them a little bit about life as well. Well, the first, uh, your first playoff game is this Friday at home against Madison Academy. Uh, wh- what do you expect to see out of your guys this weekend? Well, I just expect them to come out and play hard. I mean, um, I think if, if, you know, we come out and, and play hard like we know how to play hard, I think everything else will take care of itself. Well, I wish you the best of luck this week. I'll, I'll definitely be there and watching. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, going back to uh, to your college days, uh, you were one of the greatest receivers in Alabama history, uh, obviously. And, of course, uh, you had one of the most memorable catches in sports history that we'll get into in just a moment. But first, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your playing days outside of the catch and, uh, of course, outside of that unfortunate injury that came later. Uh, what are some, t- some moments and teammates that stand out in your mind? Well, I mean, you know, of course, it being LSU weekend, one was, you know, just, you know, having my freshman, my freshman year, uh, just having the uh, the type of game that I had against LSU as a freshman. Um, you know, I had a few catches in that game, and of course, we got beat. I think we got beat twenty-seven to three that game, but um, that was kind of a game where, you know, I felt like I I played pretty good. I had, like I said, I had a few catches, and um. You know, just kind of remembering, you know, what, you know, what I was able to do in that game. Well, everyone asks you, of course, about the catch because uh, Alabama fans can never get enough of it. <laughs> so, uh, so we will as well. Uh, for any listeners who may not know, um, as if anyone doesn't, this was a 42-yard yard reception over a Southern Miss DB in which you somehow managed to reach around the receiver's helmet, almost like a bear hug and uh, come down with the ball just short of the end zone. Uh, could you just walk us through that? Um, I mean, it was a 4th uh, fourth and, fourth and 12, I think. I think we had, like, tw- had about 29 seconds to go on the clock. And uh, really it was just uh, an opportunity for me to make a play. You know, Brody saw me one-on-one with the, with the safety. Um, and, and really for me, I just kind of threw my hands up the way I normally would if I was running by myself. Um, it just so happened that the defender happened to be in, in between my arms when I threw my hands up, so um, which caused it to end, end the way it did, and we both, you know, kind of just the momentum uh, made us go in the end zone, and we flipped in the end zone. What was going through your head when you stood back up afterwards? Well, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, just kind of, you know, trying to get the ref to, you know, to call it a touchdown because, uh, um, I mean it. I didn't know at the time that my knee had hit down on the one yard line, but uh, that, w- that was actually the, the first year that we were we were able to have uh, instant replay, and so they went back and replayed it. And of course, my knee—it uh, was definitely catching. Then my knee hit down at the one yard line, but yeah, you know, I was kind of—I guess I was, if you see me on the sideline, I was still when they caught it down at the one. Even though we still got the ball on the one yard line, I was kind of ticked off. Um, that they, uh, they called it down at the one-yard line, but nevertheless, we scored on the very next play. Well, uh, me and you, of course, have, have talked about this in depth before because we did the uh, the article for Hall and Arena. 
Uh, you can find that at hauntarena.com or at uh, thegamemanagers.com. But um, you, I believe you said that you got a letter from George W. Bush. Uh, I think it was a- actually after the injury, not necessarily the catch. But uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that because that was a story that I just found so interesting. Just a, uh, it was a letter that uh, I was in the hospital, and um, you know, a lot of people were, were sending me letters. Um, you know, not just the president, but you know, I got a lot of fan letters that of people wishing me well, saying you know, saying they were praying for me. And uh, it was just interesting that I got a letter from you know from he, he and his wife. Uh, you know, and, and they, you know, I guess somebody reached out to them and and told them about my injury, and they wrote me a wrote me a letter and, and wished me well and. Um, you know, hope for a speedy recovery. The injury we're talking about here is uh, one that unfortunately ended uh, your career sooner than it should have uh, in a home game against number five Florida uh, when you suffered what many would consider to probably be the most gruesome and one of the most gruesome injuries in sports history. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit of what happened from your perspective? Well, I mean, it was just a, uh, it was a play. Um, you know, I've jumped up like I like that, you know, hundreds of times probably and um it just so happened to happen on that one play i mean you know with a combination of you know how i jumped and then the guy just you know he bumped my body in the air um and it you know at the rate i was coming down it kind of you know it it made me come down the way i did when he bumped my body in the air so um i think you know kind of caused that injury but um you know, what a lot of people don't realize, that was probably, you know, our starters. It was fourth down and like five, and that was probably our starters' last play of that game. Um, and it just so happened to happen on that one play. How did you come to terms with uh, realizing it was time to hang up uh, there, hang it up thereafter? Well, I mean, I don't think I ever, like, I'll never, I was never told that, you know, my career was over, and I never really, um, you know, let that set into my head until, you know, it was time for me to graduate. I just kind of, you know, kind of wanted to finish school. You know, I was just kind of tired of the surgeries and the rehab. And I really just wanted to live a normal life and, and finish school and get my degree. Uh, so I kind of just took that road myself to where, you know, I'm getting older, don't have much time. The, the time that I had to rehab, you know, I didn't have that much time left, you know, as far as eligibility. So, um, you know, just kind of, you know, I kind of, you know, figured it out on my own that, you know, hey, I need to make make the best out of, you know, my situation, and that was to get my degree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for uh, for anyone that hasn't uh, read that article that uh, I I was lucky enough to do with you, Tyrone, um, I would really recommend everybody to do it because I I got to say you're one of the most inspirational men I've ever met, and. Uh, you just, you know, you're just a guy that's never shot away from punches or ever felt sorry for himself. And we talk about that a lot more in the inter- in the uh, article. But after that injury, you basically just said, you know, okay, God doesn't want me to do this. He wants me to do something else. You know, that's fine. I'll do whatever He wants me to do. And uh, and that's a that's an out- outlook. I don't think many guys are, are strong enough to have, especially when you know your life had to change so much. I, I, you know, it's a it's a story I, I wish every athlete on earth could hear, and uh, because you dealt with adversity like no one I've ever heard of before, man. Yeah, whenever, whenever you know, you go through life and you have you know any type of adversity like that, um, 
it's how you handle it, you know, really defines you. I mean, you can take it, you know, take it the wrong way and, you know, you can sit back and dwell on it and, and not become the person, you know, that you should be. But for me, it was just kind of, you know, taking that and, and making it, making myself stronger from the situation. Um, and that was just kind of my mentality about it. You know, I just wanted to, you know, use it as, you know, motivation to, to better myself. Um, and it worked out for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about this year's uh, rendition of the Crimson Tide. You played at a time when, uh, when the Tide wasn't really known for being a, a receiver's paradise like it is today. I'm, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this new age offense and uh, receiving core now at Alabama. Well, I mean, just uh, just what they all have to, to offer. I mean, you know, back when I played, you know, we ran routes and we took routes serious, but I think the art of route running has evolved um, in this new age. I mean, guys are really, you know, they're really bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, just a lot more knowledgeable about, you know, the art of route running and all that. So, uh, you know, the receivers we have, I mean, they all take pride in, in the route running, and they all, they're all technicians on running routes to get open. They understand how to run routes to, to get open. You know, regardless of what coverage a, you know a team gives them or whatever, but you know, just sitting back watching them, watching them operate. Like I, 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 I just like to sit back and, and watch them run routes. You know, just from you know when Calvin really was there, he was one that I like to watch. And then now Jerry Judy and even you know Mark Cooper. Like those are three of some of the best route runners that I've seen. You know, that's come through Alabama. So, you know, just sitting back and watch them work and just watch them, you know, be technicians and students of the game when it comes to running routes. Like, it's just, it's fun to watch. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, these, those guys are having a ball week in and week out. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, but they're going, they're going to be tested this week, though. Uh, how do you like this matchup for Alabama and a banged up Tua against LSU? Uh, well, you know, I, I think Tua will be fine. Um, you know, I, I think as far as our receivers and route running, uh, it, it's tough to guard a good receiver that understands how to run routes and get zone and man coverage. Um, so, I mean, really, I think it's just going to be, you know, your guy versus my guy, and, 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 and you know, it's it, it's going to be on two in which he makes good decisions, um, you know, to find the open guy, not try to force it to, you know, to one guy or not, you know, to key in on one guy. And I think he does a really good job of doing that. But our receivers, I think, will um, we have we have too many to key on one of them. So if you you, know, you want to try to take away Judy, then you got Rugs and you know, Devontae Smith. So and then you know even Waddle. Um, so just you know kind of pick your po- pick your poison on you know who you want to try to key on. And I think I think we'll be fine. Yeah. How how important do you think Tua is this game? Uh, right now, it seems like he is going to play. Uh, do you think that maybe Alabama uh, wouldn't be able to pull it off if he wasn't starting? Um, I think you know Tua gives us the you know of course he gives us the, the best chance to, to win it. But um, you know, I think the guys that we have that we have you know the second string, third string, and uh, and Jones and. Um, and Taleo, you know, I feel like they are they are capable quarterbacks, you know, if they just manage the game and 
you know, not not have any turnovers, I think we still would have an opportunity uh, to be in and, and possibly win the game. Um, but yeah, definitely, Tua gives us the best opportunity to win this game. What do you think Alabama is going to have to do to uh, stop or slow down this electric LSU offense? Well, I mean, you just got to put pressure on the quarterback. I mean, you got to put pressure on Joe Burrow. Um, I think we're, we're going to have to be able to, to guard man, you know, hold up in man coverage. Uh, once we send blitz, because I'm sure we're probably going to, you know, go after him. So when we play um, – you know, man coverage is we're going to have to be able to hold up on the back end, and I think we're capable of doing that. Yeah. Well, give us your final predictions for the game. Uh, give us one for if Tua plays and uh, one for if he doesn't. Uh, I don't really do, <laughs> do predictions. <laughs> I, I think if we come out and, uh, and play the way we know how to play, um, if Tua plays, I think we'll, you know, I think we'll be fine, and I think we'll um, – we should come away with the with the win, and I think if Tua doesn't play, I think if we, you know, we take care of the ball and you know don't have any turnovers, any interceptions, or any fumbles, or and our defense plays well, I think we'll put ourselves in a, in a um, position to win the game. All right, well, thank you, Tyrone, man. I appreciate you talking to us, and I uh, wish y'all the best of luck uh, this Friday. I'll be there cheering y'all on. Thanks, thanks, Nick, for having me on. All right, have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Okay, so. Let's just jump right into uh, our final thoughts for this Alabama LSU game. We need first. Let's do our score predictions since we were so bad off the last time we did the bonus episode. Hey, I was close. I was close. <laughs> yeah, you were close. You were close. I was. I was the most off, and then Aaron was a little closer to you. So, uh, who who wants to go first? Not well, me. I have not since I'm the non you know Alabama fan, I'll go first. Um. I guess I'm just feeling good for LSU, so I'm going to say they're winning 38-35. So you've got LSU winning? Yep, 38-35. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to say I think I like that score, like around that area. I'm going to say Alabama wins 38-32. All right. Let's see. I'm going to say... LSU has 38 points, and Alabama has 45. Oh, wow, getting into the 40s. Okay. Yeah. I, I've always said the way to beat an Alabama team is to have a great passer and a great pass attack, and this is the best, pa- you know, the best pass attack in the country. So I, oh. I think this is a great formula to beat Alabama, so that's why I feel like LSU can get it done. Well, I will. Uh, I'll log those scores. We'll come back to them on Sunday at our normally scheduled episode, and we will see how we all fared. Uh, and we'll see. As a, as an Auburn fan, Justin, do you find yourself rooting for LSU in this one, or do you really? Just I mean, let's, I'm going to be completely biased right now. Of course, I'll be rooting for LSU. Let's be honest. Anytime a team's playing Alabama, I'm usually rooting for the other team. Except for the uh, whenever they play Georgia, right? Oh yeah, that well that national championship game, I was kind of torn. I was like, golly man, I really hate Georgia, and I like I like Tua, so I was like, oh what the heck, you know, if they won this game, I wouldn't really care. Well, let's get into uh, the college football playoff then. This is one that we've been waiting all season for because we're about to get into a heated debate. 
and greatly disappointed by these first rankings. <laughs> yeah, so for, before we get into our debate, let's let's talk a, in more depth about these rankings. So LSU getting moved to second makes no sense to me unless you're just doing the eye test, like you said. Even then, I'd have LSU number one. I don't get why they got them at number two. I mean, I understand. I mean, the eye test is Ohio State's probably the best balanced team in the country because their defense is the best in the country. But then you can't really judge that because who have they really played? Nobody who has a great offense. So, I mean, you can't really judge, oh, we have the best defense in the country. Well, who have you played? Well, no good offensive teams. So, I mean, and that's the thing that just frustrates me is because of LSU's had this tough schedule, and it's still not over. they still got to play Bama this weekend, and they're sitting at number two instead of the number one team in the country. I don't understand why. I just don't – I don't under – it's like every one of these were placed in this order for a different philosophy. Okay, so it's like, well, we got Ohio State up at the top because they passed the eye test. Yeah, they don't have the best strength of schedule, but – you know, we're, we're just putting them down there anyways. Also, the defending national champion Clemson is still undefeated. Oh, it's got like yeah. 20-something wins now. Uh, we don't like their strength of schedule, even though we didn't use that metric for Ohio State. So we're bumping them out of the top four. Makes absolutely no sense. It's just, it's just I don't understand. I don't understand what the thought process was. And even when the, um, the commissioner came on last night to try to explain it, I felt like he couldn't. Yeah, I, I, yes, that was... That was wild. Just sitting there trying to find something in his speech, and it was just the most generic answers. And I just, whatever. It was, it was, it was just, uh, yeah, well, you know, Clemson and, and Ohio State and LSU, they're all great teams, and we have great respect for these teams. Like, yeah, well, why did you put them there? <laughs> why is Clemson? Yeah. That's what I, I've got more of an issue with anything is – I don't have an issue with it's, them being placed there. It's for the reasoning with Ohio State being one and Clemson five. The, those, yeah, it should have negated each if other. If you're going to do it one way, then it needs to be done all the way down. Like they put Ohio State there, and their argument was because their their strength, their strength, their strength of schedule overall is going to be more than LSU's, and that's why they put Penn State uh, above uh, uh, above. Clemson, but that I mean, but why? Like, because Ohio State and Penn State are going to play in a couple weeks, and like, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense because LSU has a stronger schedule right now. Even though Penn State has a stronger schedule right now, like they're going to play, and you're putting the defending national champs that absolutely demolished Alabama in the national championship. I just don't understand putting them at five. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, uh, I think, I think I'm more. I think I'm it's more just for the story. The, yeah. Get people talking. Honestly, I think that's all it is. Yeah. I think I'm honestly more okay with Clemson being in the top, left out of the top five because they're not going to lose a game. They're not really worried because they know those teams in the top four are going to have a loss. They're going to. Mm-hmm. They're going to make the playoff. I think I'm just more frustrated by having Ohio State at number one with the teams LSU has played and beaten so far. I think that's the thing that's just the most confusing to me. And I mean, I look at Ohio State's schedule. I mean, they've played FAU, Miami, Ohio, Indiana, 
Nebraska. Northwestern. They beat a Wisconsin team that's lost to Illinois. Michigan State's really not that good. I mean, really, their best win is either Wisconsin or Cincinnati because Cincinnati's seven yeah. and one now. Yeah. So I think that's and the I most frustrating like thing to 20th. me. Yeah, they are. So they so they must not be if uh, the committee thought that the win over Cincinnati was a decent win, then Cincinnati. That would be considered a good loss for them. So then they that would, would be, be higher, higher up. up than 20. You would so think. So by putting Cincinnati at 20, then they're basically saying that that's not that great of a loss. So they're also saying that's not great of a win. Well, heck, so we have met. They have Wisconsin. Okay. So it still it still makes zero sense why they're ahead of LSU. Yeah, and then they have Minnesota at 17, who's 8-0. And then a Wisconsin team with two losses in front of them, a Wisconsin team that lost to Illinois. So how does yeah. that make any sense? I will say that uh, I am rooting for Minnesota just because I think it would be hilarious if they like somehow won the Big Ten. Oh but yeah, that'd be awesome. They, yeah. uh, they have not played very many people, and I think no. they, I think they were even like in double overtime, like with a nobody, and uh, they Let's beat somebody see. else by like one point. And I wouldn't be surprised so they, they got exposed on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think they might, but I'm, I'm rooting for you them. You never know. That Minnesota's at fine. home. What so, was the crazy thing that I texted y'all the other day? Like, I was just joking around. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, find it. Find it. Uh, it was like okay, how so, you get Minnesota into the playoff or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was really – I was just joking, obviously. Here, okay, okay, here's okay. Minnesota's it, close wins. They barely beat South Dakota State by seven. They beat Fresno State in double overtime by three. They beat Georgia Southern by three. They beat yeah, Purdue by see. a touchdown. So, yeah. that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so, I was just joking around because in our group chat, uh, I believe it was Justin says something about a lot of people are talking about Bama not making it to the playoffs if they lose to LSU because there's so many undefeated good teams right now. And uh, I said, that's what everyone thinks right now. But Baylor is going to lose out their entire schedule. <laughs> eight no Baylor is going to lose out. Yeah, yeah so they're going to lose out. Go eight and five. Uh, they do have a pretty hard schedule for the rest of the year. But, they do. Um, they're going to lose out. Then Penn State is going to lose to Indiana and <laughs> and Minnesota because Indiana is seven and two. They're not yeah. terrible. Uh, so they're gonna. Penn State is gonna lose to Indiana and Minnesota this weekend, but Penn State will be Ohio State, and Ohio State will lose to Minnesota in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> LSU will beat Alabama without Tua, then Georgia, then they'll lose to Georgia in the SEC Championship game. So that'll be three SEC teams with and one loss, and then Minnesota <laughs> will be. Like twelve and zero with a Big Ten championship or thirteen and zero, so Minnesota um, will be number one. Minnesota would be America's team because no one would want to see that. <laughs> and then we'll have Georgia with one loss at number two because they would be the SEC champions. Sure. Then LSU at number three because they'd have the tiebreaker over Bama, and then Bama with four, and they'd be three Wait, SEC what hap- teams. What happened to Clemson? Uh, we don't talk about that. They they lost out too. Okay. Yeah, let's just say they lost to someone. <laughs> Who cares about Clemson? Honestly, this is yeah. Way so you tell me they're gonna lose. Who are they playing this week? 
hey, can you just go along with my fantasy? <laughs> I just want to see where they're playing. And then... Oh, they're going to lose to NC State, okay. And then after all that madness, Bama and LSU will rematch for a championship with a completely healthy Tua, and we'll beat them 21 to nothing again. Hey, now how about this? What if Clemson loses awesome. to Wake Forest, who is 7-1? and one? Yeah, exactly. Okay, there Never you go. You, you filled in the blanks. Okay. Hey, Clemson so anyways, has to go to South to Carolina. Huh? So Clemson has to go to South Carolina. Who knows? Good, so they'll lose both of those games. There you go. Yeah. Then it will be Minnesota, Georgia, LSU, and Bama. It's going to happen. Mark it down. It's a guarantee. The guarantee of the week. I hope you're nowhere close with that <laughs> terrible prediction. Well, obviously I'm not going to be anywhere close. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, it was absolute. It's kind of like blasphemy, really, when I'm hearing this. <laughs> Minnesota at one. I just want something crazy like that to happen, though. That would be awesome. Just who in their right the mind? Madness? Who in their right mind is going to watch Alabama versus Minnesota? I sure as heck ain't going to watch it. That'll be the worst <laughs> game I've ever seen in my life. Okay, well, I mean, more of America is going to watch it because, like Nick said earlier, everybody's going to be wanting Minnesota to win, so they actually might make more money. Who? Who? But I don't wake up in the morning and say, "Man, I really wish Minnesota would win and go to the playoff." That's a great okay. team. Who cares what you wake up in the morning and say? <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with this argument at all. <laughs> Let's get back on topic, please. <laughs> so, um, uh, so another interesting thing with these uh, rankings is that all of a sudden the Pac-12 is like back in the hunt when we when we counted them out like twice. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Oregon. So I like got Oregon. Oregon at seven, Utah at eight. I don't like Utah. Yeah. Just saying, they're, they're close. I mean, they're right outside of it. It's going to be yeah. Oregon, Utah, and the Pac-12 championship. I'm going Oregon over Utah. Yeah, I would love to see Oregon make the playoff. I hope what about, it happens. Uh, is that what you wake up in the morning and say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm like, man, those Oregon Ducks. I wish they made the top four. Cool. It's weird, Justin. You need like. <laughs> I thought you were an Auburn fan. <laughs> well, hey, we're kind of back and forth, you know, with how Auburn it. I've been playing. <laughs> I tell you what, Oregon's definitely wishing they would have won that game week one. They would have been sitting yeah, in the top four. That, uh, especially if Auburn drops two more against Georgia That'll and Alabama. That, yeah. that win isn't going to look very good. Nope. Or loss, I should say. Now, if they beat Georgia and lose to Alabama, it would still look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would look a lot better. But Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're going to be big Auburn fans here uh, the next few weeks for sure. But what no about uh, Georgia at number six? I think that's completely fair. Eh. Eh. They I just mean, beat they a Florida team. Already. I mean, yeah. That, like that's, They have I mean, one loss. Okay. Florida, Georgia has one loss. What are you talking about? Oh, then yeah. Okay. But what but about... That's okay. where they belong. So you got Georgia at six, but then you also have one loss, Oklahoma, at nine. And I'm not I convinced was, that that looking. loss is that much worse than Georgia's loss. Well, I actually, I have Florida ahead of Oklahoma. Just because of Florida's two losses to LSU and Georgia. Yeah. Oh, and you're Oklahoma's talking about if you made a ranking, you'd have them at, ahead of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'd, I'd have Florida ahead of Oklahoma. Just because yeah, Oklahoma's I mean, lost to Kansas State. That's one of those that it's it's all going to pan itself out in two weeks. So yeah, I could go either way, Oklahoma first or, or Florida, because they do have two really good losses. So... Well, 
How about we uh, we talk about what we like and what we dislike about this college football playoff format? Because it seems, especially after this week, a lot of people are really unhappy <laughs> with the full team hmm. playoff. Hmm. At least, or at least I should say, they're unhappy with this committee's uh, method to selecting whatever that and may their be. inability to explain the reason why they have the rankings as they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they're just all drunk and said throw some names. I honestly up there. think they just. They have really sensitive feelings, and uh, they don't to the big get ten. roasted. Because I think if they said exactly what they thought, then everybody would just say, "No, that's stupid." And here's you why. hate Ohio State. That's what they that. That's what everybody would be saying if Ohio State wasn't number one. You don't like the Big Ten. It's always the SEC. What's and so this they're like, all <laughs> Who is this? Who are you? Who are you making fun of? I'm just making fun of the sorry Ohio State fans out there that are always complaining <laughs> about something. <laughs> so I guess you wake up in the morning and you don't want them to go to the playoff. Huh? No, that's when he goes to sleep at night. He's like, God, oh. I hope they don't go to the playoff. I mean, there's probably a lot of other people that say Sounds that. Sounds like a miserable, miserable existence. Like, I don't like Ohio State at all either, but I don't, yeah, so. I don't think about them every night. He goes to sleep thinking about... Ohio State, and then wakes up thinking about Oregon <laughs> every day. Yeah, because Oregon, they blew their chance to beat Ohio State that year. Goodness gracious. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it was in 2014. <laughs> it was only five years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> okay. Oh, my Sorry, God. Guys. Okay. I'm kind of loopy tonight. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this before. Okay, so I've got some notes. Aaron, you've got a lot of notes. I watched you write them all down. I was quite impressed. Um, I wrote all my notes to this morning at like ten a.m. and I made them really vague. I already forgot what most of them means. But I don't uh, have any notes. right here at the very top in all caps. I have not an expert and systems imperfect. Also, expansion is inevitable. So I guess I'm saying inedible. I don't think it's edible. <laughs> yeah, I don't expansion. think I can eat it. Inevitable. Sorry. Um, so basically I was saying, yeah, if you disagree with me, that's, that's fine. I don't care. Also, we did, um, we definitely disagree with you. Not you. It's not about the listeners. They can, <laughs> they can tweet at us and tell us. They, they don't agree with you. And then yeah, also, we know they don't agree with you either. I'm not saying that the current system, I'm about to defend the current system. I'm not saying it's perfect. I know it's not perfect. There's a lot of problems with it. Ah, uh, you suck. I up. just like it better than the other options. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open up with some of my thoughts because y'all are kind of on the same track. Y'all y'all like an expanded, to an extent, an expanded, a playoff. Um, but I do not want that at all. And this is this is why. Okay, so you, you boomer. My <laughs> my first. <laughs> My can first I reason. That out. No, 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 no. Probably the majority of our listeners. Are <laughs> That's okay. That, the boomers don't know how to listen to podcasts. Okay. <laughs> oh, you got to leave it in now. Okay. So, uh, so my number one. Hundred followers. I'm watching it live. <laughs> so my number one topic is the one that everybody points out is that it'll make the season less meaningful. And when I say that, this is this is the example I'm going to give. If we went even to just a 16 playoff, this week's game against LSU just wouldn't matter whatsoever. Because both either one of these teams could lose and then win out, and they're automatically in. I would not play Tua. But, but 
Yeah, I'm going to give you the argument of the NFL. Do you think those regular season games don't matter? Because they a lose a game? Don't. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that... that one against me, too. But, I mean, there's a lot that do matter. I, I bet... To say sure. That, yeah, I'm not saying that no games will matter. There's still going to be a lot that matters. I'm just, you can't lose that game and then lose another one, or well, you might could, but you can't lose three. So yeah, it would still matter. It's just going to lose a little bit of intensity. Maybe not enough to really upset anybody, but it, it'll lose a little bit. I think the, the great thing, thing. I'll let you keep going because we have a lot more to talk about. So yeah, you, you could let me let me read through this then, unless you tell me how dumb I am. I'll be respectful. So. Um, <laughs> Alongside that, you'd get some lousy teams in there competing for the national championship. So you'd get some two to three lost teams. Right now, get lousy teams now. Sure, but you're going to get more. So right now, looking at the rankings, it looks good because we're only eight to nine games in. But if you go back and look at like the previous years, you're going to have some some teams in there that may have two to three losses. Uh, competing for national championship. I don't know that I necessarily want that. We'll see about that. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll about, about that. that. Um, another thing is that if we expand, I don't think it'll really solve anything because people will just argue about, well, why did six get in and not seven? Or why did eight get in and not nine? You're never going to please everyone. Which, that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of a lazy defense in my part because it doesn't really defend anything. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you noticed it. But um, still, I'm just saying, I don't think this is going to solve anybody's problems if we do that. And, and then finally I have here, I just like the four-team drama. So I like seeing people get upset. I like seeing all the tweets. And most importantly, I like seeing uh, colleges lose their minds so they don't get in like UCF and then do something absolutely crazy like throw a parade in Disney World to, uh, to celebrate their self-proclaimed national championship. You can thank Auburn for that as well. <laughs> so... So that's what that's what I've got here. But on the flip side, I'll get into these in a minute. I've got some pros that I will admit, if there they was expanded, there are some things I would like about that. So I'll let y'all go ahead and tear me. So apart. Aaron, now would you like to go? I thought Nick was going right now. Are you are you done? That's just just my cons. If y'all want to tear apart my my arguments right now, feel free well, to. I mean, Aaron, do you want to go? Or, I no, mean, no, go first. I'm doing okay. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the point of you'd have more garbage teams come in. Let's not forget we've had Notre Dame in here multiple times, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. We also had a Michigan State team in here at one point that was yeah. – um, they were, weren't they shut out, if I'm not mistaken, or did they score no, a touchdown? Uh, no, they listen, weren't. those teams will get through the cracks. Just like I'm in saying. the BCS, we had a two-loss LSU win the national championship. That, or you something's going to happen where those teams get in. But if you expand it, it's just going to happen more frequently. But if you expand it to six, what you do is your numbered one and two teams are on a bye. Then you have three play six and four play five. So then you're like, okay, let's get a good feel of who's going to really make it to play the top-tier teams. And, so, and then once you have the six teams – the conference championship actually means something because then you can put the five power five conference champions in there, depending on what they've done during the season. I don't, don't say anything yet because <laughs> I think the if the way it is now with, I mean, Ohio State won the conference championship. They didn't make it in. So what's the point of even playing this game? You might as well just take it out. It's just another game that's on the schedule. I mean, it has no implication on the playoff for a lot of these conferences. Now, so, I've got here 
I've got here. I said if if you expand the playoff, just get rid of conference championship games. Now, see, I disagree with that because the way they do it for NCAA basketball, which by saying that, but I, I, they make too much money off of them. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I know they they won't take those. I'm just saying, just and I I still think it is a fun game for bragging rights. And oh yeah, it it still means something. I'm going to point out where how it could mean mean something. So yeah, so what you do is. You take those conference winners and you put them in the playoff. It's like NCAA basketball. They take the conference winners and you automatically make the tournament. And so I think that's what makes it fun. Well, I'll go ahead and I'll tell you my pros, and then I will let y'all say your own thoughts about the current system and the system you'd like to see. So I'd like to see the system just stay the same, but if it does get changed, here are some things I would like. Uh, You'd have at least one more meaningful bowl game which I love bowl games, and I'd, I'd love for them to get more respect. So even if you just made it six teams, you'd at least get one more meaningful game. Uh, you'd get more diversity of teams, which I'd like to see. I'd like to see some different teams get you know, in the shakeup. And then uh, your group of five team has a better odd of getting in. So your, you know, your uh, UCFs, even though I don't want to say them, but like your Boise States, people like that, teams like that, I should say, would have a better chance of getting in. So that's the things I like, but overall, because I uh, don't want to see that intensity possibly drop in the regular season, I wouldn't like it to change. How are you, Justin? Uh, so, I mean, I've I like that they finally moved it to a playoff when they started this back in fourteen. Four teams. It's a great start. You're kind of getting an idea of what you like, and so. You know, it, I, I like what they started off with, but now you're at the point where I think there's teams that are being left out that, I mean, I, I say like Ohio State, I don't like them. But some of these conference, or when Penn State won the conference championship in the Big Ten, they should have still made it in over. Who got in over them? Alabama? When? It was when Penn State won the Big Ten championship. I think it was two or three years ago. Um, that would be in 2006, and a Big Two Ten th- champion, or there was nobody from the Big, no, a lot. Ohio State went from the Big Ten in 2006. You mean 2016? Yeah, is that ah. not what I said? 2006. Yeah, 2016, Penn State won the Big 12, or. Big Ten, yeah. Big Ten, and they did not go, but yeah. Ohio State did with a loss. Okay, so that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. I've, and they got whipped by Clemson. They got shut out, did they not? Do not know that. Or it was like 33-3. to three. They got they whipped got by beat, Clemson. Yeah. That's all I know. So it's stuff like that where I think Penn State should have still gone in because they had a good year. They had, I think, two losses, and they had a good win in the Big Ten championship game. I think right now with the four teams, there's some of these conferences that <laughs> – I mean, the championships don't really mean anything, and you have good teams that are going into it, but they're still getting left out. And I think if you have six teams, you can have your conference winners, and then you can have one of those non-Power 5 teams just to say, hey, throw them in there, because they've been begging to have one of those teams in there. And I think it'd be fun just to throw them in and see what they do. Or throw in a good team that's in one of these Power 5 conferences and put them in that sixth spot. So but I, 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 can I ask you a yeah. question about that, Justin? Yeah. So, um, so you're saying have the conference champions of the Power Five all get an automatic bid? <laughs> yep. And then have like one basically wild card. Yeah, have a wild card. Yeah. Would you? 
would would that wild card be like it could also be power five or would that be like no it's it one could, group of top we're one group it of could five also team. be it could also be power five so okay. it, it's no exception yeah you're, so you're talking about only six teams is that what you're talking about or you yeah six eight? six teams okay. will make it yeah Okay, so my question is, how would you do the six teams? Because I'm I'm going to talk about this as well. How would you do the six teams? Would you do Would you give one and two a buy? How would yeah. you do it? Yeah. So one and two okay. is going to have a buy, and then the third ranked team will play the sixth ranked team, <clears throat> and then the fourth ranked team will play the fifth ranked team. Then the winner winner of the three six matchup will play the uh, I think the number two team. Either that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. The number one team. And then the four and five winner will play the number two team. Okay. So that's kind of what I would like to see. I don't know if this will ever happen. This is just my idea. I'd like to see. I think the next step will probably be six teams. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully soon. But I mean, that's something I would like. I think the conference championship should mean a little more because I like what they do with college basketball. The conference championship actually means something, and you get thrown. It's an automatic bid. If you win the championship, and you at least get a chance. I mean, a lot of those teams that win the conference championship aren't going to win the whole thing, but they're still, that's what makes the March Madness fun. I've always loved that. All right, dude. All righty. So regardless of what happens, I will even go, I've been very strong on that. It needs to be expanded. I'm very passionate about this. And, but no matter what happens, because I think it could stay four teams and satisfy me, but it, they have to do uniform scheduling. They have to get rid of people playing nobody teams. And a lot of the um, theories on how to fix the playoff include, um, you know, giving group of five teams chances and I agree some of them should have chances because at the end of the day there's only so much that um, a kid like if I'm on a a UCF team I hate to use them because they're cringy but um, at the end of the day I still think they deserved a chance I'm not saying that I thought they would win I'm not saying that I would ever put money against them I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that they should at least get a chance to prove that they can play, and by it only being four teams, they never got a chance. Because those kids on that team, like they're missing out on playing for national championship, and it's nothing that they can control. And I get that they should be punished for having such an awful schedule, but then again, even if they would have scheduled Power Fives they still only have, what, two or three that they could have scheduled, and then the rest of their schedule is still going to be junk. And if they schedule those Power Fives five, year in a, five years in advance, like we scheduled um, Florida State for some – I mean, Florida State's all of a sudden awful, so that could mean nothing. That could mean the same as a group of five win. Yeah. So, um, what I'm, like, it, they've got to be given their chance. And a lot of these uh, say, like a lot of people for that eight-team playoff right now, say it should be the Power Five, the the um, five conference championships, one group of five, and then two uh, at large. 
why? Like, what if there's two undefeated group of five teams? Yeah, they play nobody, but, I mean, I just think they're getting screwed. So, um, there has to be uniform scheduling, but you can't do that and include everybody. Everybody's not going to be able to have good schedules if you do uniform scheduling. So, either you're going to have to keep it how it is and expand the playoff, or you could um, keep the playoff how it is and make group of five, I guess, a whole nother one double A again. Or I mean, because they've got to be able to play for something. What's the point? And you know, what's the point in them playing? They can't that's compete for I'd, national champions. Like that's what I'd personally uh, like to see. I don't mean to cut you off, but I would, I'd like to just see a group of five playoff. Yeah, I know a lot like, of people I mean, don't want to see that because they say, "Well, we're you know we matter just as much as the Power Five. Put us in there with the Power Five. And there's that's fine, 129 but. FBS schools. 129. There's no way that you're going to get the four best teams every year. There's no way. Um, without expanding, especially if you have all these group of five teams playing nobodies that don't get respect for their schedule as they should. Like, I agree with that. Like, if you play nobodies, you shouldn't, you know, get that respect, but you should be able to get a chance to prove that even though you play nobodies, you can still compete. And they did that when they beat Auburn that year. That's another thing we're going to talk about. I'm going to lightly touch on bowl games, but I think football is in a very emotional game and you have to have something to play for. And I believe very strongly in kids are going to the bowl games either way if they have a, like if you lose one game and you don't go to the national championship, it's not like, oh, I got to win this next game so I can go to this bowl over this bowl. You don't care. And when you get there, you're having a good time. You don't care. So, um, I will. So, like the UCF win over Auburn, it, it proves that they could play with Auburn. But I'm not putting a lot on that because I wouldn't. You know, LSU beat them. The other, yeah, I bet you wouldn't. <laughs> not with that beat up, terrible then, coached Auburn team. Yeah, that's what I would Go say on. too. If I lost to UCF, <clears throat> anyways, um, but. Uh, like LSU beat them the next year, like, I, but how do we know that UCF like was not pissed that they went two years without losing a game, beating an SEC team, and still not getting the chance to play for a national championship? So anyways, I think it's fair. I went, yeah, I bet you do. I went, <laughs> I went a uh, little overboard on that, but I wanted to get that out of the way. Schedule it has to, you have Could, to have a, a consistent schedule, but you I can't have in? both. You can't have a group of five teams getting a chance. And, I mean, and you can't have crappy schedules and both of them coinciding. It just doesn't happen. I, I think the only the only problem with the uniform scheduling is Alabama's already come out and said nobody wants to play them. So are they gonna? Is there gonna be some kind of regulation? Regulation? Yeah, that's where, what I'm saying. Is the NCAA has to regulate it? Oh, like, the NCAA is sure as heck ain't gonna do that. That's my point. So, um, so if that's not gonna happen then they have to expand the playoff because now more people are unproven. So, therefore, I think they have to be given a chance. Just to say one quick thing, I think the one big con I see with expanding the playoff is the bowl games are going to mean less and less the more you expand They already it. do. I mean, they already mean like, Yeah, that's the thing. Games. They already do, yeah. Like but the, the Birmingham Bowl, no one cares about it already. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, these orange, like the Orange Bowl or... 
Fiesta Bowl, like those bowls that I I used to love to watch those when it was just the BCS National Championship game. But, I mean, now it's like, what? I mean, they don't really mean as much yeah, as see, they used it, to. And we're fans of these never, games. I've I mean, never I think, cared I think about all three a bowl of us, game ever. I think all three of us watch every just about every single bowl game we possibly can. I know usually oh, yeah. there's only one or yeah. two I miss. I don't care what bowl it is. I'm gonna, if I'm a kid playing, I care about one thing. Even when it was the BCS, I don't care what bowl I'm in. If I'm good enough to be playing for a national championship and I have one loss, I don't care that I'm playing in a Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm there for the experience. I'm going to experience it either way, but I'm not going to play harder for it. Like, it's just – I just don't go think to the bowl, bowl – I'm going to get, you know, my swag bag or whatever the heck they call it, and I'm going to have, you know, a, a great experience with my teammates and get free stuff and party a little bit. And, you know, at the end of the day, the bowls don't matter already. I think they're cool in that because because of those experiences – but what bowl is what means nothing to me, especially if I'm not playing in a national championship. Well, that's just that's how it is now because of the playoff. But I think before it did mean a lot to some of these teams to go to a Rose Bowl or yeah, like playing a Fiesta in Rose Bowl, Bowl is pretty dope. But at the end of the day, it so is you know it's the same. It's on the same scale as a Sugar Bowl and a Cotton Bowl and whatever. If it's not the I think I disagree with the Rose Bowl would be higher than a Sugar Bowl or Fiesta Bowl, in my opinion. Well, I think that these me. bowl games do still matter. It depends on who you are. So it's like, not as much. So, like, in 2011 when Alabama went to the Capital One Bowl, they that game meant nothing to them. They won, and they won big. It didn't matter to them. But then you say you take UAB going to the Boca Raton Bowl, they were living it up. That was living the dream. So I think it just kind of mm-hmm. depends who you are, how much – I guess kind of yeah, how just like, you are. Yeah, but yeah. see, UAB wasn't good enough to play for a national championship. Is my sure. point. Right. So it meant a lot more for them. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm talking about at the yeah, end so of the I'm day, it really matters. That. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uniform scheduling. If it's up to me, my deal thing is six teams. I did this all the way back to 1999, which Nick did not see. The notes <laughs> he's talking about is only till 2014. Because oh that's that's the playoff, because that's what people will care about. But I did all the way back to 1999 just to make sure it was consistent, and that's kind of that's you know still a modern era. It's the first year of the BCS. Sure. Anyways, there's six teams that I thought were good. There are five to six teams that I thought were good enough each year to win a national championship <coughs> if they're given a chance. Auburn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like that. So, my deal thing is six but I do not think it will happen I do not think six will happen y'all said you think six will happen before eight and I I don't think that because they will make more money off of eight teams and it's a lot more it's a lot easier for bracket wise you don't have anybody you know with a bye week or anything they're gonna make more money it's gonna be more fair I think it's gonna go straight to eight teams if they expand it I don't see them going to six although that is my ideal. Okay, so for instance, my first example is 2014. This is probably my best example. I'll go ahead and say that because uh, I'm pretty passionate about this. Is So the four that went that year was Bama, Oregon, Florida State, and Ohio State. Right outside was number five, or was number five Baylor mm-hmm. and number six TCU. Right. Baylor's only loss... They went 11-1, and one, was to West Virginia early in the season at West Virginia. 
not a great loss. Going to go ahead and say that. Not a great loss. But Ohio State's loss was to Virginia Tech at home early in the season. Okay. Then TCU's loss, only loss, at number six, was to Baylor, which is a rival, Mm -hmm. at Baylor by three points. And Ohio State got in over them, and TCU was not able to play for a national championship. So a little, a little. Well, context okay. To, Here's oh, wait a second. A little context to that scenario. There that was no was Big Twelve year, championship. That was the year the Big Twelve decided we're going to have co-champions because they wanted to get on both end. And I think the only reason well, Ohio State got in, and this is not fair. Don't quote me as saying this is fair at all. But I think the only reason that Ohio State jumped them is because they said, "Well, we're going to make a uh, a lesson out of out of the Big Twelve. We're going to show, hey, don't be trying to pull sneaky tricks on us." I don't think that's right at all. I think they should have still picked yeah. the top four teams. But yeah, just a little context to what you were saying. Anyways, that's Which my personal is theory. Kind of be true. BS because they proved in years later that the conference championship didn't mean as much. Like yeah, you know. sure. So. That's my number one. Like, Baylor with one loss to West Virginia earlier this season, and then TCU losing to their rival by three points at their place. Uh, and it's not just their rival. It's number five in the country. Yeah. You know, like, that just – it needs to be expanded. That can't happen again. Like, need, it needs to be expanded. And Baylor should be able to play in it as well. So, my six for 2014 would be Bama, Oregon, FSU, Ohio State, just the same four – and then you just continue with five and six at TCU. Um, 2015, four that went were Clemson, Bama, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. Um, number five was Iowa. Their only loss was to Michigan State by three points. Yeah. Number six was Ohio State. Now, their loss was also to Michigan State, also by three points. And... I just I feel like they were were both good enough to play in the national championship. Like that's the well that's the year one that one loss happened in the Big Ten happened in the the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, one of them happened. I believe it was Ohio State that happened in the Big Ten, and I believe no, that was that was Michigan State beat Iowa that year. Okay, the Big Ten. One of them lost early. Anyways, um, I don't think. One loss should keep you from playing a national championship if it's a good loss. Especially even if you in, lose in, most, in the Big Ten championship game. Even in most, and if it's a bad loss. So, I didn't say this at first, but I'm going to go back up and say this. <clears throat> you mentioned that by expanding the playoffs, it would make the regular season mean a little less. Right. And I agree to some extent. And then I heard this point of view, and I cannot remember where I heard it because I've researched this a lot. But someone said everybody talks about college football being unique and the fact that the regular season matters. Every game matters. And then they stopped and said, until you lose one. And then if you think that you are good enough to play for a national championship, you slip up one week and you lose to – a really good team, then all of a sudden, you, it, your season doesn't matter because you have nothing to play for. 
what are you going to play for? The, the Orange Bowl again? Like I talked about, I, I don't care. If I think I'm good enough to play for a national championship, I'm not going to be satisfied with a bowl game when I lose to a top-five opponent by three points at their house, you know? Sure. So <clears throat> I thought that point of view was pretty unique because that was one of my cons in uh, expanding it was that the regular season wouldn't mean more but or it wouldn't mean as much. But I think – it actually kind of balances out because now you have these one-loss teams that can still make it without getting crazy and, you know, letting four-loss teams like the NFL, you know, something like that. Like, obviously that's too far gone. But I think this would be a happy medium where one-loss teams can slip up to a rival at home that's number five in the country and then still be able to win a national championship. So that's my point of view on that. Um... 2016 was probably my worst argument for this. And Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington were the four. Right. And then you have Michigan at 10-2. and two. So um, they lost to Iowa by one point at Iowa, like the second game of the season or something like that. And then they lost to Ohio State in double overtime at Ohio State, their rival – which made it into the playoff in double overtime by three. They lost to him by three. Like, I mean, that's two losses right there that if they were in, like, I don't like two lost teams, but when I think about this and I think if Michigan gets in to a 16 playoff with those two losses and then they avenge their loss to Ohio State and then they beat two more teams – in that top five, and that's their only two losses, and they win the national championship, I'd be like, you know, that that's fair enough. But do because you, but every do other just... team that year had a loss except for Bama. Bama was 13-0, sure. and 0, and Clemson wound up beating them. Right. But Clemson lost Pitt, which was their rival. Ohio State lost to Penn State that year because this is the year when Penn State won the Big Ten. And, and this is the year Penn State should have made it. Well – We'll see about that. And then the Pat Over then, Ohio uh, State. Washington Washington uh lost to USC and then Michigan has these two losses. So if you throw Michigan in with those and they come out and they win, I would be okay with it. Like it wouldn't make me mad yeah. that they got in and then won because they beat three top five teams and their only losses to their rival at home by three points, and then they messed up once at Iowa early in the season by one point, which is, you know, it was like a 13-14 game. That wouldn't make me mad at all if they won. But do they? So, but does a team deserve that chance, do you think? Just because they, they think they can compete for it, they still lost two games. Do they deserve to be able to have a second chance when some of these other teams maybe didn't? Um, well... I think they should just because uh, – I forgot to say this as well earlier. If it was – I would want ideally the six teams. But also I would want it to vary. Like if you think there's multiple teams that do deserve, then it should be. It should be able to vary year to year. But that will obviously never happen. They will have to have it set in stone for money purposes. Yeah, because people would be buying so their spots into the playoffs. Yeah, so, like I said, 2016 was probably the worst 
case against what I have what uh, against my theory, and that's because the four that got in are the four who should have been in, and then Michigan is at number five with two losses. Oklahoma's at number six with two losses. Penn State's at seven with two losses. And then number eight is Western Michigan. That's thirteen and zero, but they're Western Michigan. Yeah. So, um, so that's my. So ideally, even if we went to a six or eighteen playoff, a year like this, it would just go down. You know, it'd go down to four to four teams because they're the only four teams that deserve it that have the record. That, anyways, but that's not that's never going to happen. So I'm going off of six teams, and at the end of the day. If it was those six teams, uh, it wouldn't make me mad if Michigan won. And I think I forgot to say, but Oklahoma would be my sixth uh, that year. And they won the Big 12. They were 10-2. and two. They lost to number 15, Houston, the very first game of the season. And then they lost to number three, Ohio State. At, uh, I think it was at Ohio State. I'm not sure. Don't it was at me. Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah, so. Okay. Um, so, so well, if Oklahoma joins as a Big 12 championship with their only loss to Ohio State and to Houston, which was ranked number 15, the first game of the season, and then they beat three top five teams with those only two losses, what made me mad, I would be like, okay, they deserve it. But, like you said, do they, des- they don't deserve it at that point. Like, I agree, they shouldn't be in a playoff. But... When you have teams like Baylor and TCU, the previous years who are sitting at five and six and should be in a playoff, then I think you should expand it. Okay, so <laughs> but just to recap, all our thoughts are: mine is keep it. In a perfect world, this is okay. So mine would be keep it. Justin, yours is a sixteen playoff, correct? Yeah. And then Aaron, yours would be six, but would that's be very six, loose. But you can yeah, change. Mine it up. would be a six. And you could vary it down to four or bring it up to eight, but it should never be more than eight. I'm very adamant about that. Like, eight's too much, and I'll get to that in a second. Well, um, let's, let's speed through it because we're getting late into the episode. But, yeah, 2017 was Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Bama. Those four all went. And then you have five, Wisconsin with the only loss uh, to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship by six points. I mean – and then you have UCF with that went 12 and 0 once again if you had six teams and UCF went in at 12 and 0 and then came out I'd be like okay I'll shut up talking about UCF or if Wisconsin went in and beat three teams after their only loss was to Ohio State in the Big 10 championship then I'd be like okay they deserve it so that's my point um, <clears throat> uh, y'all know what happened in 2008 uh, let me quickly get into why I don't fully believe in the 18 playoff really quick. Um, so the 18 playoff, I don't like for one reason, and that is because most of the people want the conference five champion, the five conference champions. They want a group of five team, and then they want two at large. <clears throat> there is not, like in 2014, there was not a group of five champion uh, or a group of five team that was even in the top 25, like even remotely close. And in 2015, there was Houston at 12-1 and one with their only loss to UConn at UConn, but they had like four ranked wins. You know, that's fine. And then you have UCF the next two years, and then you have – or you have Western Michigan, and then you have an unbeaten Western Michigan, and then you have UCF. Like, you – 
the group of five is, I don't think that should be a variable. I think it should just be the three best teams. If you think the group of five teams unbeaten and they could be one of the three best teams, then you should put them in. Okay, that's my point there. And then I don't think conference champions should get an automatic bid. That's yeah, a load of horse because here's why. Last year, for example, do you know who Ohio State played in the Big Ten Championship? Yeah, I know who they played, Northwestern. Yeah, do you know what Northwestern's record was? It was probably like six and four. Eight and four. Yeah. If they somehow yeah. pull off that win, they should. They're not one of the best teams. They we'll should. Just look no at, way. Look at Clemson and, and Pitt last year yeah. in the ACC. Yeah, there should. But see, no the thing is though, be in the those teams, so those teams my, will never, never win though in those kind of games. Yeah, I mean, it was never do, close. Though. They do sometimes. They well, do sometimes. Then what are you going to do? Like, okay, let's let them play for a national championship. Like no, you. Well, heck, be able if to if that, that team beats Ohio State, then Ohio State shouldn't be in the playoff. Let's be real. That's but why should that other because team? Because what if Ohio State's undefeated? They slip up one time in a championship game, and it's to Northwestern. Then yeah, that okay. shouldn't be in the playoff. That's like I mean, saying that Alabama simple. shouldn't. Have, like that's just I don't agree. So you're saying that oh, Georgia shouldn't play for a national championship this year, no matter what happens, because they lost to South Carolina. So if they I mean, win that's the a SEC, good, that's they beat a, Alabama, they beat Auburn. Or, or they beat LSU or Alabama in the SEC championship, and they beat Auburn, and then they go and they win it all. They don't deserve it because they lost to South Carolina. Well, then you got to look at all the other teams, though, that's ahead of them, and look at the one-loss teams. Who has the better loss? Yeah, but Georgia has an awful loss the, right now. The better loss shouldn't determine who the better team is. That's just is how they're going to do it. That's how they okay, look well, at it. I'm telling it. you how it should be. Is my, is well, my how point, it so. should be. Will and never be. 2018, last year as well, uh, Washington won the Pac-12, and they went nine and three. I, don't I mean, think, but Washington's always a solid team, teams, though. I, what? You know, Washington's what? always got a solid team. Okay, that has nothing to do with. Yeah, last but year I would be, I would be, I would be fine with them making it if they won losses? the Pac-12. That's fine. Depends on who the three losses are. Uh, I tried to find that. But I couldn't at what I was looking at because I was rushing to finish this before the episode, and I was looking at uh, a thing that I could go to their schedules by the top 25, and they were not even in the top 25. So I imagine they're not that great. I'm just going to make the argument of there's a reason people love March Madness and the automatic bids is it's fun to watch and see these teams make a playoff. Yeah, but I think the best it would just team be doesn't always win March It Madness. would be absolute madness just to see these teams win a conference championship and just end up making it. I think that would be fun to watch. Well then at that point why don't we do 64 team playoff? Well let's let's talk about Heck, some, let's, do let's it. talk about some of the uh the the other scenarios, some of the more wilder ones that people are throwing in cuz we're getting real late to the episode we need to wrap it up anyways. So uh <laughs> is there any interest you guys seeing? I know, Aaron. You said you don't want to see anything more than eight, eight team playoff. Absolutely no. Would you be interested in seeing a twelve, sixteen, or thirty-two team playoff? I think, Justin, I think the only way you could do it is is either you do eight and you is the max, and you keep it like how you're doing, where the regular season means a lot, or you just go full blown sixty-four, and I want either one or the other. I don't want anything in between because then we're just I might as well go watch NFL. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I don't really know how to say it because 16 teams would be interesting, just because I think 
it would be fun to watch all these playoff games, but then the regular season wouldn't mean anything at all. And then, right. like you said, it would be the NFL. But um, I think, yeah, good balance. I like six teams just because you can choose those conference winners and then you have a wild card team. So I like the six. Maybe you can move it to eight because then you could do the five conference winners and then uh, three wild cards. That would be fun to see too. But I think the more you expand it, the less everything's going to mean. So I like six. Justin, do you know – I know Aaron knows this, but Justin, do you know how many teams Mike Leach would like <laughs> for the playoff to hold? Wait, what would you say? Do you know how many teams that Mike Leach proposes the playoff should – should uh, Probably feature? 64. 64 teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, I mean, I'm not surprised since he's losing games just about every other week to <laughs> sucky teams, so he'd probably love to have a 64 team playoff. I mean, I uh, that wouldn't make any sense. You, what would you play? Five regular season games, and then the rest is a playoff. I guess so. It's dumb. I said uh, recently that I want to see a 129 team playoff. <laughs> so every, every game's a play. Every, every game's a playoff game. <laughs> every game is a playoff game for every FBS team. You lose your now, first game and your season's over. You don't get to yeah, play another see, game until the next year. Now, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be that, that would actually make it to where every single game matters so much. The season would matter a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> just think about these initial games that you'd have with like Auburn and Oregon and one of their seasons just over that's what I'm saying you lose that game see ya it's over nice knowing you get ready for next year but then the problem is nobody's gonna be scheduling anybody it's just gonna be all these cupcakes you play <laughs> but even then at, by, at some point you're gonna you're gonna have to run into at these at some point teams. yeah depending <laughs> on what your bracket looks like <laughs> I wish they'd do that for just like one year just like, hey, we're gonna, we're just gonna. Try It'd be absolute this out. madness. <laughs> People would be going nuts. Yeah. But I think my big thing is the conference championship should mean more. Because, I mean, if you're gonna win, if you're a conference championship winner, then you've done something right. Especially in the Power Five conference. Or other teams have done something wrong, which is how Northwestern got to the. But they didn't the win, so it didn't matter. So what I'm saying but is, what if they did? So if they, they did win. Just, then, hey, let's throw them in there because they, they won, won the conference. But they don't, they, okay. Fight, the fight, teams, fight, fight. <laughs> well, anyways, before we wrap this up, because I am kind of tired of talking about this, but, uh, like. Yeah, I'm tired of listening um, to you. <laughs> um, uh, my point was, I, there's several years, I think, like, three out of the last five, so the majority was if they – did put all five conference champions, they did put a group of five team in, and they did two at large. There, I did the next two ranks, so like seven and eight or six and seven or whatever it was, depending on where the group of five team was. I, I agree, that would be a good eight-team playoff. Uh-huh. My problem is the two years where the conference champion or who could have been the conference champion has three or more losses, I don't agree with that. So if they did that, I would be fine with it, but they would have to say conference champions as long as they don't have any more than two losses. I might be able to agree with you on that. That would be my caveat. So if they did eight teams like that, they um, 
don't do strictly a group of five team. They do it to the three best teams other than the conference champions, and then they do conference champions that have two or less losses. Uh, I would be fine with it. So ideally six, eight's not going to break my heart as long as they do it correctly. Well, what we'll do is I will post these on Facebook. I'll do my keep it four team, Justin six, and then Aaron six. I'm a scaling, like a, a scale. So you can you slide scale. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, the scale will never happen just because of But, you know, just in a perfect world. I'm just going to... Yeah, in a perfect world, it would... It would. So uh, we'll put those up. You can vote and tell us which one of us is right, which one of us is stupid. You might decide we're all stupid after listening to this. That's completely fine. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and bring it on home. What do you guys say? I okay. think that's great. Justin, I'm always the one wrapping it up. Why don't, why don't you try to wrap it up off the top of your head? I, I have a cheat sheet. Why don't you try to do it this week? What am I wrapping up? Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see if you thank can do you, <laughs> Thank you, Tyrone uh, Prothrow, for uh, doing the interview with our beloved... Our beloved... You're still alive, so I don't know why I'm saying that. Our, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's talking about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> really I meant to me. say... I meant to say our dear Nick, because he did a great job with the interview. Yeah, uh, sorry thank you. Thank you. Meet me, Tyrone. I know, thank I know you. that breaks your heart. <laughs> Uh, thank you to all those who listen. Um, I'm disappointed in those who don't listen because you should be. And maybe <laughs> you're not mad. You're just disappointed. This maybe is way this is way that, too good. But... I'm gonna you're gonna have to start closing out the show every week. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Who's our sponsor for this episode? This episode is Metal Central in Jasper. Okay. Thank you, Metal Central, for uh, putting your money into this program. I hope it uh, pans out for you. Um, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it's like, thanks for giving us your money. Uh, I hope you actually stay afloat since you're spending your money on stupid things like us. Ugh. That's what that sounds uh, like. This sounds terrible. Just, uh, give, give, a, give us a better... We're better than that, Justin. Give us a better endorsement than that. Thank you for... We're, we really appreciate it. You will get your money's worth out of us. Uh, Nick has done a lot of great work by getting... Uh, <laughs> You know, how about we just say, hey, give Metal Central a call for all your metal roofing needs. Yeah, yeah, Metal Central does great things out there. <laughs> please, please go ahead. Let's move on from the ad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, thank you for, uh, oh gosh, thank you for following us on Facebook. I hope Did you, you respond to Gus? our, no, I said thank you for Gus following us on Facebook. For Where can yes. people find us at on, on social media, Justin? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, YouTube. You can find us on uh, what's that uh, social Patreon. media thing that starts with a P? Patreon. We have some new videos up of us playing video games. And just at TGM Pod, by the way. Yeah, at TGM TGM Pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about our website? Tell them about that. Uh, we also have a website that you can easily access the uh, podcast. You can listen you to it on there. It. I. I did it one time and it was so easy. Like I just clicked right on it and I could listen to it right there. It's pretty easy. You, click, you, you visited our website one time. <laughs> it has only been once. Oh my gosh. What can, uh, also, I, what can, can people do, Justin, if they want to support the show? Uh, you can send in a $5 donation to uh, each of our names. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was, uh, was leaning more toward the subscribe option. Maybe subscribe, uh, leave a review. You could like and follow the Facebook page. You could sub- subscribe. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you could follow uh, Nick at Nasaurus. Uh, that's like N O R R something. N O R R I S O S A U R U S. That's it. Um, you can call us anytime you want. Uh, don't call me. I don't think. I'm not put, you can you can say your phone number. Do not put my phone number on there. Oh, don't forget. We might have a trivia Saturday. Do we have trivia Saturday? Yeah, we're doing trivia. We do trivia every right, every week. So, yeah, every week. Yeah. Comment yeah, on those posts. Us at, uh, 205-317-0272. No, you can't. <laughs> you wish. Uh, so there's a there's a trivia uh, this Saturday. Make sure you comment on the post so you can win a great prize. Um we always appreciate the fans that are playing the trivia. Y'all do a great job. This and week it's an umbrella. You win an Alabama or Auburn umbrella, get out of the rain. It's been raining recently. That's right, yeah. So it'll be a great umbrella. I mean, it's a great one you can show off to your friends. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know a that. natural born salesman. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he can sell anything. I mean, I'm kind of going, this is going on for way too long. I'm trying to think of anything else. That's all. That's everything. You did it. Uh, Watch the Alabama-LSU game. It's going to be a great one. Auburn's on a bye. Uh, Thank gosh. When will will we be back? We will be back Sunday morning, bright and early. Then we'll have a special next week as well. Tune in for that because we'll probably have a special guest. And he'll be great, whoever it is. (laughs) Actually, we do know who it is. Yeah, we're just not saying it yet in case it falls through. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. We know who it is. Uh, he's probably a great dude. We look forward to it. I hope you'll have a wonderful rest of the week. Nick, do you have any final thoughts? You, you spoke my mind. You, you read it. Okay. Uh, Aaron, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. That's great. I'm glad you don't because I'm kind of tired of speaking right now. So uh, have a great rest of, of the week. Watch the game Saturday. Hope you'll have a great time. Tune in Sunday for another great episode. Don't forget your War new... Eagle anyways. There you go. There you go. War Eagle anyway. Make sure you didn't forget your new catchphrase. And the end. I need I need a catchphrase. Y'all both got one. Uh, you can say, see you later, suckers. I don't I don't like that. Well, I'll take care what you like. I'll work right. about, see you later. See you later, alligator. How about that one? That does sound like you. Let's, let's end yeah, it there. That one's pretty good. <laughs> Do I need to Adios. pause this yet, or are we still talking? <laughs> You're still talking. Are you ready to pause it? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, because I had ended my <laughs> spiel there, so I was sure we were just ending <laughs> it right sure, there. I so I just went ahead and ended it. I mean, I'm still, I've still been going, so I just wanted to check. All right. Everybody hit the stop button now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>